This is a Hot Pie Media original. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Eric Quorum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Today, one of the world's foremost educators in the area of performance training, personal training, and athletic rehabilitation, Michael Boyle, is joining me to discuss how to be successful without sacrificing your health and your family. Michael Boyle is the co-owner of Mike Boyle Strength Conditioning. Boyle has been involved in training and rehabilitation with a wide range of athletes, including stars in every major professional sport. Michael's also served as a consultant to some of the top teams in the NFL, NHL, as well as numerous Division I athletic programs. In addition, Boyle has been involved in Olympic gold medal efforts in women's soccer, women's ice hockey, gymnastics, and judo. In 2012 and 2013, Boyle was a strength conditioning consultant for the Boston Red Sox, winners of the 2013 World Series. And from 1991 to 1999, Boyle served as the strength and conditioning coach for the Boston Bruins. But before we get to this discussion, please take two seconds and smash the subscribe button on whichever listening platform you are listening on. And if you love the podcast, leave us a comment and review on the Apple Podcast app, as this is one of the best ways you can help support this podcast. But now, it's time to lean in and learn from the best. Coach, you've developed a very successful business. You're a father, a husband. How have you created a healthy balance between stress and rest so that you don't burn out, but you also have the energy required to do the kind of work that it takes to be a high performer? That's a tough one because I didn't do a very good job of that in the beginning. And I think the biggest problem that we run into is I think when you're young, in order to be successful, you probably need to be crazy out of balance. And then at some point, you need to rein yourself in and realize, okay, I'm crazy out of balance. And one of the things I think that helped me most, actually, was um, reading about goals and writing goals. I read Goals by Brian Tracy. I love that book. It's one of my favorite books. I recommend it to people all the time. But one of the things that they ask you to do is write your goals down, which I had never really done. And when I started, then they ask you to look and say, are my behaviors in line with my goals? Because I think what happens with a lot of adults is that they say one thing and do another. And so people say, the most important thing to me in the world is my family. And then you think, but you're never home. You work all the time. And then people say, I work, I work hard to provide for my family. It's like your kids, like I always say, my kids were not worried about me providing for them. They were worrying about me being present for them. And those are very, very different behaviors. And I had to realize that that was why I left the Red Sox. I was making a boatload of money at the Red Sox in 2013. And I just quit. It's like, I need to be with my kids. I need to see games. I need to, I need to be able to drive them where they need to go. There are things that are way more important. And, and what happens is we're doing things for ourselves, and then we're rationalizing them based on our family situation, our family quote unquote values. And it's, that question of is your behavior in line with your stated goals and priorities? My stated priority was my family. The most important thing to me and my wife and my kids. Well, I need to put like my time where my mouth is and spend time with my wife, spend time with my kids. And I told this story at the perform better summit. I did the keynote a couple of years ago and it was the first time I talked more about myself than about training. But when I was young, probably, I'm trying to think, probably in my late 30s, my wife basically was like, we either go to counseling or we get divorced. 
She said, I don't, you know, you, you work three jobs, you're never home. You're working for the Bruins. You're, you know, you're training people inside. You're working at Boston university. You're very dedicated to your craft, but you're not a very good husband. I didn't even have kids then at that point in time. Mm. And I went to counseling, honestly, with the idea that the counselor was going to straighten my wife up. The counselor was going to make my wife see how great I was and what a great catch I was. And that to have a hardworking guy like me who was taking great care of her was the best thing in her life. And we went to this counselor and first off we get in there and it's a she, not a he. And I was thinking, Ooh, okay. I was thinking first, you know, take one visit and this person will tell my wife she's crazy and send us on our way. I see the woman and I think, Oh, it might take two visits for me to, <laughs> to have this woman realize how great I am. And so you guys kind, of, kind of like being, you know, in mediation, my wife kind of states her case and says, well, he works from six in the morning and sometimes he comes home at 11 at night. And I uh, generally, a lot of times I don't see him awake. I see him in bed or, you know, I'm in bed with him and then he gets out and he leaves. And the woman looks at me and said, well, you know, is this accurate? And I'm like, well, yeah, you know, I, you know, sometimes we have morning workouts for football. So I went for morning workouts at six and then I go to the Bruins practice from eight to 12. And then at 12, I go back to BU for until seven. And then sometimes I'll go back to the garden to, for a game from seven to 11, you know, and I'll train guys after the game and then I'll get home like midnight or so. And she looked at me and she said, so, so you think you're normal? And I was like, shit, this uh -huh. is going to take three visits, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and it was great for me because it was really like, my dad was one of those guys. He was a high school principal, teacher, coach, never had one job. He coached every season, basically after school and or in the spring when we were kids, he dumped softball in the summer, he drove a truck and he used to jokingly say anybody with one job was lazy. I was raised on that idea mm. that anyone with one job was lazy. And I embraced my father's teachings and it really took my wife saying she was going to leave me for me to kind of snap back to my senses. And then even when my kids were born, it was even that much more. Suddenly my wife was like, Hey, you know, you got to be way, you know, you're, you're more present than you were, but you're not present enough. So, you know, another, that was when I quit the Bruins. She was like, you got to give up a job. Hmm. You figure out either you close down my portal strength and condition, or you quit working at BU or you quit working for the Bruins. You can't juggle all these balls. And I was just not very good at saying no. And I was very good at convincing myself I was doing everything for the right reasons, but the reality was harshly different. So once your behavior started aligning with your goals, it still takes work to be successful. So, um, you've, you've been very successful. So was there kind of like, okay, I'm going to work. I'm going to, how did you structure your day? Was it like, okay, these are the things that I need to do for my family. And then I'm going to be super focused on my work when I'm there and be as highly, you know, as productive as I can. And then how did you balance that with your personal health? It, it was exactly what you said. One thing I realized is that you can get a tremendous amount of work done between five o'clock and seven o'clock in the morning when everybody's asleep. So I'm a big five to seven worker, you know, answering emails and reading and doing a lot of the things that I want to get done early, get them out of the way. And, and then, as you said, being really focusing on being super productive, but also I focused on partnerships. So when I start, I started to realize as I got older, there were things that other people wanted me to do that I didn't necessarily want to do. And so what I did is I partnered with some of the younger guys that work for us. So like our certification, our certified functional strength coach certification is really run by two of the young guys that work for us. They're now 30, but 
they do 90% of the work, but I still own a significant chunk of that business. I do a really good job training my staff at Mike Wells Foundation. I don't have, I don't have to work ever again if I don't want to. Mm. I don't, if I just, I could literally. It sounds like you duplicated yourself. Yeah, I did. I have like Kevin Carr, Kevin Carr is like a freaking clone. (laughs) You know, I could send Kevin Carr anywhere to speak and nobody would, nobody would be mad. I've sent Kevin to, uh, you know, Denver Nuggets. I've sent him all over the place, professional teams to deliver our information. And I've never got a complaint back that, wow, that wasn't good. I wish you had been there. I haven't gotten one. I wish you had been there. And the difference with that, again, from an ego standpoint, is you have to get comfortable with that. With that idea that, I mean, they always say, you know, the goal of the coach is to eliminate the coach, right? What you want to do is you want to make yourself insignificant. You want to make yourself invisible. You By making the people around you so great that no one cares whether you're there or not. We had a great, you'll love this story, this summer where uh, we've got our pro athletes training and we've got a group of girls at a training. They're in the group after them. And so they're outside with us. And I demo one of the drills. And uh, one of the guys jokingly says, you know, Mike Boyle can still move. <laughs> and the girl literally looks and is like, that's Mike Boyle. I thought he was dead. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I, the kid that was training the group was like, what? And she was like, I thought this place was like named after this guy who's dead. I didn't think. Established in 1930, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't think it was really a Mike Boyle. Like, Mike Boyle was a person. And I was like, that is perfect. That's exactly what I wanted to have happen. Because mm. I would say to people all the time, you know, if you wanted to buy like a a Sony, whatever, TV, stereo, you don't go into the store and be like, is Mr. Sony here? Yeah. <laughs> but when you go to buy a Toyota, you don't go and be like, you know, is Mr. Toyota around? You know, can I ask him about the car? Like you just, you recognize brand names as brand names, even though they may in fact be somebody's last name or an acronym made up of a bunch of different names. And that was really my goal. I wanted to get to the point where people thought I was dead. That's perfect. I said this, you know, something that was a great accomplishment for me to have this young lady that was standing right there, not know that I exist. And I'm so glad we got to pull you out of the grave to be on the podcast today. Exactly. I had another girl one day say to one of the other coaches, she was like, some random old guy in a grubby sweatshirt just came over and corrected me. What is that about? (laughs) And the guy was like, like, kind of scruffy red sweatshirt. She was like, yeah, ratty red sweatshirt. They were like, oh, that's Mike Boyle. <laughs> and she's like, I just got coached by a great person. Yeah, yeah, just ran some random, random old dude, I think is what her description was. I love it. If you found today's podcast valuable, please share this podcast with a friend and don't forget to smash the subscribe button on whichever listening platform you're listening on. Also, I'd love to get your feedback on these minisodes. So please reach out to me by email at eric at ericquorum.com or DM me on Instagram at ericquorum. I'd love to know why you find the podcast valuable and what we can do to make it better. Thanks again for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening. You can find more episodes and all of our other Hot Pie Media originals baked fresh daily at our home online at hotpiemedia.com, the Hot Pie Media YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts.